0: I want you to open your Bibles to the first place I want you to turn is the third chapter of the book of Galatians. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to think when I'm not going to sit on this stool and preach. Uh, Probably, uh, I might could do it today, but I'd hate to fall off the stage, so I'm not going to do it today. But you don't realize this, but this has been proven that that when you stand and you preach or talk, with any force or enthusiasm, 30 minutes of speaking is the equivalent of eight hours of physical work. Now, that's the truth. It is. You just, I'd much rather go out and, I don't know, I would start to say work in the yard. That's not my gift. But <laughs> I'd much rather do physical work. I don't get near as tired, near as tired as I do after I speak. It just absolutely takes it out of you. So I know what it does when I, so... When I feel like, hey, I, I can do it, it won't be a problem, God's Spirit gives me confidence, I'll do it. But I'm not going to do it until he does. Uh, I want to ask you a question. And, and you just answered it in your heart. Are you living under the law or are you living under grace? Now, let me tell you what I find out happens to us often as believers. We move back and forth. We know the grace of God, and we realize that every spiritual blessing is a gift from God by his grace. But then if we're not careful, we'll get over here and we'll start trying to help God out. We'll start trying to do things in our own power and our own energy. And we find ourselves over here living under the law that says do. And not under grace, which says done. So the question is, are you living under the law or grace? Now, I'm going to answer that question. But over in Galatians 3, you know what? Paul had to write them and rebuke them because he said, you started out in the spirit you were living in the Holy Spirit's power. You were living by the power of the indwelling Christ. And now you've gone back and you started living under the law. And you've been trying to do it in your own energy. Listen to what he says in Galatians 3. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before, who, before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. Now listen to what he said. This is what I want, this only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by the works of the law? Or by the hearing of faith? How, How did you know the fullness of God's Spirit? Was it because of what you did? Or did you just believe God that by His grace for His Spirit? He said, I just want to know, did you earn it? Or was it a gift of the grace of God? And then he says, are you so foolish, having begun in the spirit, knowing it was God's grace and the power of Christ in you, are you so foolish, having begun in the spirit, are you now being made perfect in the flesh? He said, let me tell you, I saw you, You man, you, you were living in the grace of God, you were not in any way depending on your own self-effort. And, 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 and all of a sudden you go back and you start trying to earn God's favor. And you start trying to do God by keep, please God by keeping the law. He says, man, you, 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 you've fallen from grace. You, you're living under the law. I want to make a statement. And I'm going to explain this statement as I go along. And it's related to the grace of God. Uh You say, Brother Fred, do you think everybody in here knows it? I think probably a lot of us know it intellectually. But I have serious doubt if we know it experientially. It's one thing to know something intellectually. It's another thing to know it experientially. It's experienced in your life. Now, now here's the statement. The Christian life, now I'm talking about saved people. The Christian life is Jesus Christ in full control of your life, living His life through you. Now let me say it again. The Christian life is Jesus Christ being in full control and living His life through you. The Christian life is all by the grace of God. It is the gift of God's grace. Now, basically what I'm saying, and I'm going to give you about seven verses, but I want to give you a couple of little things here before I do. The Christian life is Jesus living his life through us. Not only in us, but through us. Uh. A number of years ago, I wish I could remember the city or the motel. But I had a little book that somebody had given me, a red cover. And I've got got it on my iPad, so I'm going to read one chapter out of it. And I'm so impressed about my iPad. I mean, it's unbelievable. (laughs) Now, the the thing won't work. Now, there it is. Okay. Now, I want you to listen. This really happened to me. I was in that motel, I was preaching a revival. I was reading the book, Victory in Christ by Charles Trumbull. And I came to chapter number two. And the title of it was, The Life That Wins. Now, I grew up in a Baptist church, graduated from a Baptist seminary. But I'm telling you, I didn't know anything about this. I was beginning to hear it from Bertha Smith and Stephen Olford and Roy Hessian and Ian Thomas, but I, I mean, it seemed like Trumbull said it in a way that God just used it. And 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 when I read this, y'all, the glory of God. Feel that motel room. It's almost like God said, "Now, you, you you're you're walking in something here, and I I want to seal it by my awesome presence." And it was a, it was a. It was, a, it was a mountaintop experience there. I hear I'm talking about it 40 years later. And this is Trumbull, he says. There is only one life that wins. And that is the life of Jesus Christ. Every person may have that life. Every person may live that life. I do not mean that they may be Christ-like. I mean something much better than that. I do not mean that they may have Christ's help. I mean something better than that. I do not mean that they may have power from Christ. I mean something very much better than power. And I do not mean that a man shall be, a person shall be merely saved from his sins and kept from sinning. I mean something better even than that victory. And he goes on in the book and talks about the fact that in his Christian life, for 25 years, stay with me now, he was up and down in his Christian life. There were great fluctuations. Sometimes he'd be on the mountain having victory. Other times he would be down. There were great fluctuations in his Christian life. And he talked about that he had a problem with besetting sins in his life. Now he was 25 years on the front line, Charles Trumbull. He said, but then he noticed there were people who seemed to have an understanding of Christ that he did not have. And he began to pursue that. And he made the discovery that Jesus Christ was his life. It wasn't his power. It wasn't that Jesus himself actually was his life. And that it was Christ living through him. That's where real victory and real power really was. It transformed his life. And he affected a whole continent of England with that message. My statement that I made to you is, the Christian life is Jesus Christ in control, living his life through you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Well, now let me give you a little, another little thing here that will bless you. I got a letter from my uh, friend in prison. He had, overdu- he had taken too many pres- prescription medica- medications drove through a red light, had a wreck, and a lady was killed. And he was sentenced in Jackson, Mississippi to 15 years in prison. I think he's been in about seven years now. I was his pastor when I was at Cross Gates as their interim pastor. And we correspond at least once a month. Uh, and, and this is going to bless you. But I want you to listen to what he said. Because he, I think he's got it. I think he... Not only knows it intellectually, but inexper- uh, experientially. He said, Dear Fred Nan, I hope things are going well with y'all. You keep coming to my mind. So I knew it was time to write. I continue to pray for you in Luke 4.18 every day. Don't know of a day I've missed since I've been in prison. I continue to watch on TV every Sunday at 6.30 a.m. The messages, messages have been so powerful and encouraging. Now he's talking about Luke four eighteen. No, it's my church too. Even though I'm not able to be with you in person. I, now, now, just listen to what he's fixing to say now. He, 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 he's, he's listening. I especially like how you, and then he puts in parentheses the Holy Spirit, brings out the reality of Christ in you. He said, I'm so glad that the Holy Spirit brings out the reality of Christ in you. It it is amazing when you think that Jesus is not just way out there somewhere, but he actually lives inside of us by his Holy Spirit. And he goes on and says something I love. I want to learn somehow to get out of the way where his life can flow through me. I'm going to tell you about Oh, Tom. He may be in jail, but he's as free as a man can be. Now, I want to ask you a question. Do you know experientially the fact that not only does Jesus Christ live in you, but the Christian life is for Jesus Christ to live his life through you? And that that is the Christian life. I'm going to just run about six verses right by you. And they all are saying this. You don't live the Christian life by self-effort. You don't live the Christian life by doing the best you can. You don't live the Christian life by trying harder. The Christian life is Jesus Christ being in control of you and living his life through you. Here's the first one. You know him, but do you know him? I am, Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. I died with him. Nevertheless, I'm alive, yet not me, but Christ lives in me. Well, can I make one statement? If he lives in you, then let him live through you. Don't keep him boxed up. Christ lives in me, and the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul said, Christ lives in me, and he was saying Christ lives through me. Then, then he wrote again in Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. Did he really mean that? Was Christ, is Christ really his strength? Philippians 1.21. For me to live is Christ. What do you mean, Paul? He said, well, for me to live is for Christ to live his life through me. For me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. Then he said in Romans 8.2. I love it. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. It's all over the Bible. And then it could be no plainer than this. That the Christian life is a gift of God's grace. It's a gift. It is Christ in control of our life, living his life through us. John chapter 15, Jesus said it as clearly as he could. He said, now listen, you're my child. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, The only way that branch is going to bear fruit is to abide in the vine or in the trunk. As the branch cannot bear fruit in itself, live the Christian life. Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you. You can't live it unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me who lets me be his life, will bear much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Now, we receive salvation as a gift from God by the grace of God in Christ. We all know that. You you would not say to me, now, Brother Fred, Jesus died on the cross for me, shed his blood, paid the price for my sins. He did everything that I needed to be saved. And so what I did, I, I, and, 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 and uh, according to what Jesus did, then I want you to know that I did my best and I tried my hardest. And between me doing my best and trying my hardest and what Jesus did on the cross, I got saved. Whew. You don't believe that. All you did was receive the grace of God and the gift of salvation by faith in Jesus Christ. Yes, you repented of your sins. You confessed the wickedness of your heart. You confessed the fact that you were separated from God and deserved a devil's hell. Yes, in repentance, you confessed your sins with the intent under the conviction of leaving them behind. But then... You did not say, I'm going to do my part, Jesus, you do your part. You just believed in, trusted in, relied on, and clinged on Jesus, and you knew it was all Jesus, and you just received him by faith and glory to God. You were saved by the grace of God, not by your effort. It's the gift of God. Now listen to these verses. For by grace you're saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, you had nothing to do with it, except respond to the Holy Spirit. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift from God. Not of works, not by doing your best or trying hard. Not of works, lest any man should boast. For we're his workmanship created in Jesus Christ unto good works, which God before ordained that we should walk in them. We all know that the grace, salvation is a gift purchased and paid for by the precious blood of Jesus, and it's a gift of the grace of God, and by grace we're saved through faith. We know that, but wait a minute. The same is true of the Christian life. The Christian life is a gift of the grace of God. By God's grace, the risen Christ comes to live in us and all that Jesus is he is in us and it is Christ living in us that lives the Christian life Christ living his life through you I mean that's it now can I tell you how you um, know if you're living under the law can I tell you how you know can I give you some examples Now, by the way, we've all moved in and out of this. And and you can be pious and say, well, I've never had that attitude. But you have had this attitude. You have. I mean, you have. Now, listen to the law speaking. (laughs) I'm just going to let the law speak, okay? By the way, I want to give you two verses about grace and law. Romans 6, 14. Sin shall not have dominion over you, rule your life, for you are not under the law, but under what? Sin shall not rule in your life, because you're not under the law. You're under grace. Now, are you ready for this? Romans 7, 4. He said, you died to the law, that you may be married to him who was raised from the dead, even Jesus he said, you know, you died to the law, and then you were united like a marriage vow with Jesus Christ, and you became one with him, and you, were, you became dead to the law. You were dead to the law so you could be married and united and joined to Christ, and so that his life could be yours. All right. Have you ever heard the law speak? All right, here it is. Well, I will tell you something. I'm doing my best. I'm really trying hard not to be selfish and self-centered. Have you ever tried hard not to be selfish? (laughs) Well, I'm just going to tell you, Brother Fred, I'm doing my best. And I tell you, I am trying hard not to be irritable, harsh, or unkind. Man, I am really doing my best. I am trying hard. I, I'm going to tell you, I, I'm doing my best and I'm trying hard not to explode and be angry. I am I mean, I am really doing my best. I am trying real hard not to be angry. And I, I'll tell you one thing. You talk about trying hard and doing my best. I am absolutely doing my best not to be bitter and not to be unforgiving. I just want you to know I am doing my best. I am trying and God knows I'm trying. Well, I want to tell you this, and I'm not picking on you, but I'm just well I tell you what, I'm doing my best to quit smoking. You can't quit. You can't quit. You know it. You can't quit being angry either. Then there's another one. I'm doing my best to stop drinking. I'm just doing my best. I'm trying hard. I made a vow, God, I will not take another, I will not put another a beer to my lips. And I'll just tell you, I will not go into another bar. I am trying hard. Lord, I want you to know I'm doing my best and trying my best not to criticize others, not to gossip, not to find fault. I'm telling you, I'm doing my best to keep my tongue under control. I'm trying hard. Can I tell you something? Doing your best and trying hard means one thing, that you are going to fail (laughs) over and over again because you're living under the law. You're trying to obey God, and you're trying to do the will of God in your own power. I'm doing my best. Have you ever heard that before? Well, just do your best. Come on now. Well, why don't you just try harder? Baloney. I've done both and it don't work. That's living under the law. No question about it. Now, let me tell you what. There was a man in the Bible who just did what I described. And he told you that you can't ever live the Christian life By doing your best and trying harder. Now, you you want want to hear his testimony? Now, I want you to listen. And this is exactly a man or woman who's doing their best and trying harder to overcome temptation and overcome sin. They're struggling. They're striving. They're doing their best. Basically, they're humanists. They're trying to do God's work by the power of the flesh. They're humanists. It's humanism. But now listen to this man. I know that the law, the moral law of God, the Ten Commandments, is spiritual. I'm carnal, sold under sin. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't obey the law. Now, now listen to what he said. I do not understand what I'm doing. What I will to do, I do not practice. The very things I want to do and told God I'm going to do, I do not do. But what I hate and tell God I'm not going to do, that's exactly what I do. Listen, I'm trying hard, man. I'm doing my best. But I'm not doing the things I say I'm going to do, and I'm doing the things I said I wasn't going to do. If then I do what I will not to do, it's not me, but it's the law that I can't keep. It's the law that says do that dwells in me. It is no longer I that do, no, if I do then what I will not to do, I agree with the law that is good. It's no longer I that do this, it's sin that dwells in me. Now, you know why you can't ever live the Christian life in your own power? Are you ready for this verse? I know that in me, in my flesh, dwells no good thing. Well, that settles it. I know that in me, my flesh dwells no good thing. He said, in fact, to will is present with me. I'm trying hard and I'm doing my best not to do, to keep the law, but it ain't working. I know that in me that is in my flesh dwells no good thing. To will is present with me, but how to do what, how to perform, I find not. I can't do it. I just keep failing. The harder I try, the more I fail. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. The evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now, if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I, but it's sin that dwells in me. I find then a law that evil is present with me, the one that would do good. Now, that was a man that was living under the law, and he said, I can't do it. Can't do it. The harder I try, the worse it gets. The more I do my best, the more I fail. Did you know that's called works? And, and I'm going to tell you something, and I... I, I I guarantee you it's absolutely true. Every religion in the world, except Christianity, is based on works. It's based on what you do. You do enough good, let your good outweigh your bad, and God will accept you and you'll go to. Let me tell you something. The only faith, and Christianity is not a religion, it's a life. It's Jesus Christ. It's the only one that's not based on works. But you get into. Even what is called Christianity, and I can name denomination after denomination after denomination is do the best you can, try your hardest, support the church, go to church, give you money, this, that, and the other, and you'll be fine. That's not true. That's the law. That's works. And nobody ever was justified by the works of the law but by faith in Jesus Christ. The Christian life is Jesus Christ being in control of your life and living his life through you. Now I kind of did this out loud last night, and it sounds kind of funny. It sounds kind of bad. But I'm gonna say it anyway. All right, here it is. Jesus You live in me. And you were never selfish or self-centered. So you just live your life through me. You know, Jesus, you live in me. And you know, I I can't quit being irritable and harsh and unkind. But Jesus, you live in me. And you know, you were never irritable. (laughs) And you were never harsh and you were never unkind. So Jesus, why don't you just live your life through me? You know, Jesus, you live in me. And you never had unrighteous anger and exploded and just hurt people. So, Jesus, you live in me. You, you overcome. You, don't, you just don't be angry in me. Now, this is the one. You know, Jesus, you never smoked. <laughs> that sounded awful to me. So, I mean, why should. Well, you don't smoke through me, Jesus. You deliver me. You let your life live through me. You know, Jesus. You, you never uh, criticized, gossiped, spoke hurtful, harmful words with your tongue. You know, Jesus, you live in me. So you just live your life through me. See, Jesus, I can't do any of those things in my own effort. I've tried. But I know one thing, Jesus. You live in me. And you never did any of those things. And your life is my life. And I want you to live your life through me. Jesus, you never looked on a woman, or it could be the other sex, and lusted after them in your heart. Well, you know, Jesus, you live in me. And you can live your life through me. I can't overcome one of those things, Jesus, in my own power. You told me I couldn't. But you know, Jesus, you you live in me. I'm your child. You live in me. All that you are, you are in me. And I ask you, Jesus, to live your life through me. Just live your life through me. All right, I'm going to tell you how that happens, and I'm going to close. First of all, and I'm going to put it this way, and then the other will include it. You you just got to die to yourself and say, Lord, I cannot live the Christian life. I can't. You never said I could. But Jesus lives in me, and he is my life. Christ lives in me. For me to live is Christ. Christ is my life. So, Lord, I'm confessing to you that I cannot live the Christian life. So, I just die to myself. I die to the flesh. I die to self-effort. I die to doing my best. I just die to myself, confessing to you that I can never, ever, ever live the Christian life in my own power. Can't do it. So now, absolutely dying to myself and taking my place on the cross with Jesus, I am crucified with Christ. I absolutely surrender to you, Jesus. I just absolutely surrender to you. I can't live the Christian life, so Jesus, I'm turning my life over to you. Now, I go right back to what I said last Sunday, and I'll say it till Jesus comes back. The key to you walking with God, the key to you hearing from God, the key to you having an abundant life is for your life to be absolutely, unconditionally surrendered to God. And any area of your life that is not surrendered, you're in rebellion. I have a lady in Mississippi that goes online every Monday and listens to the messages. And this is what she said when she texts. She said, uh, in other words, if there's an area of my life that is not surrendered to God, I'm in rebellion. She got it. She got it. She got it. Because the only reason you wouldn't surrender it to God is because you're not willing to let God be in control. And that's rebellion. That's what it is. You say, well, that's hard, Brother Fred. I'm telling you, that's what it is. All right, your child does everything you ask him to do, but there's one thing that he will not do, and he looks you right in the face and say, Mom and Daddy, I surrender to you in every area there, but I will not do that. And you look at that child and say, you are in rebellion and you are in trouble. (laughs) Well, that's exactly what you're saying to God. I, I, I won't, I will not let you be in control of that. So, I, I'm, I can't live the Christian life. I give up. So I just choose from, to be in my, uh, on the cross with Christ. I die to myself and make a deliberate choice for Jesus to be absolute Lord of my life. And for God to be in absolute control. It's called absolute surrender of every area of your life to Jesus. And it's moment by moment. And day by day. It's placing yourself on the altar. And staying there. If you fall off the altar. You repent and get right back on it. Did you hear me? They used to tie the sacrifices. To the horns of the altar. Because they kept falling off. Maybe you need to tie yourself. I want to say this to you. When you make the choice. To absolutely surrender to God, as best you know how, by the power of the Spirit. I guarantee you, if you fall off, or if you're about to fall off, or if you're about to get out of a place of surrender, God will speak to you quickly. He'll speak to you, and all you've got to do is say, Lord, I repent. I choose not to be in control. I want you to be in control. And praise God, He'll take control. Oh, God, will it be, He'll take you serious about it. And when you got about to mess up, He'll deal with you. And you'll get right back on that altar where you belong. And so basically you just die to yourself. It's absolutely surrender. You look to Jesus and everything. There was an area of my life that I kept trying. I was doing my best. And I kept saying, I am stopping that. You know what I said a few weeks or months ago? I can't remember. I said, I can't do that. I quit. I give up. Jesus, now you do that in me. Guess what? It's gone. I ain't got a problem with it now. Not not, not not zero problem. I mean zero. I mean zero. You say, well boy, you had willpower. No. I gave up and realized that only Jesus could do it. And I couldn't. And you need to realize that you're not going to overcome it until Jesus takes control. And he overcomes it in you. You're saved by his life. The Christian life is Jesus Christ living in us in control of our life. And living his life through us. It is not. Your power? Jesus, you are my life. You live in me, all that you are in me. I simply want to cooperate with you. And anything you say to me, the answer is yes. Anything you say is yes. All right, you say, well, I know, Brother Fred, I know what you say is true. I know that I, I could not save myself, and I cannot live the Christian, I, I, I could not save myself, and, and I was saved by the grace of God, and I know that, and the only reason I'm saved wasn't because of my b- doing my best or my self-effort, it was because of Jesus, okay? Now you know that, but now you've got to go the next step and say, now I realize that I cannot live the Christian life, it is only Jesus who, being in control of my life, living his life through me. And from now on, from now on, when temptation comes, When something rises up in me, I am not going to look to myself. I am going to look to Jesus. I'm going to look to Jesus in every situation. My wife is getting on my nerves. I am not going to look to me. Well, I'll get over it. I'm going to say, Jesus, I can't get over it. And you've got to get it in me. You have got to be yourself. And I don't have a problem with it. Because you know how to deal with it, and you're my life, and you take care of it. You know, Lord, I keep wanting to go back to that bar. I keep wanting to go back. And I want to confess to you that unless you, Jesus, take control of me, I'm going back. So I want you to know I am not depending on my own willpower not to go back. I've got my eyes on you. You are my life. Jesus, you're not going to go back to the bar. Glory to God. You just keep your eyes on Jesus. Quit looking at yourself. Quit struggling and start surrendering. Quit trying and start trusting. Now, the statement was this. The Christian life is Jesus Christ in control of your life, living his life through you. It is a gift of the grace of God.